Hello, I'm Brent Bell, head of school, and welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today, I'm here with varsity coaches Mark Tunnell, Lee Hadaway, and Nathan West, and we're here to talk a little bit about our winter sports preview. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Brent. Thanks. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Well, let's jump right in. Uh, practice is underway. The, the seasons uh, are beginning to open up, and uh, maybe we'll just go around and and uh, Coach Tunnell, we'll start with you and, and tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, how long you've been here, and, and maybe some hopes for the season. Yeah, thanks for having us. And, and representing the girls' basketball program, I, I helped in the middle school program for about five years and then came up and helped with JV and varsity. And, of course, Sam Rush is going to be our head coach this year, and she's had quite a bit of experience in the middle school, winning three straight championships and I think losing two games over those three years. So uh, we've worked together quite a bit, have a good relationship, working relationship, as well as Steve McConnell and then uh, T, who will help us as well. Um, we're, we're excited about the season. We're returning most everybody. We had one senior last year. So of the 11 that are on our varsity roster today, which is our first game day scrimmage down in Atlanta, we uh, all 11 have been in our program and uh, including all five starters from the end of the year. So we have high hopes and expectations for our girls. They work hard. We worked hard in June, which is kind of our summer basketball month. Went to camps, had uh, scrimmages with a lot of different teams and uh, we're ready to roll, so we're excited about having our first scrimmage tonight. Great. Excellent. Coach West? No, uh, obviously very excited, you know, for the season ahead. This will be my third season here at Darlington, uh, 12th year in, in coaching, and, and uh, I would say, um, I mean, it's been a joy to, to, to get here when I did. You know, we have every starter back as well, uh, as well as most of our bench players, and we're still a young team. Uh, and, and so we had a great summer. I think we played, ended up playing over 22 games and our JV played over 18 games. The middle school program is heading the right direction as it, you know, they played uh, 10 to 15 games. And, and uh, overall as a program, you know, we were all excited uh, what the future holds. And um, today be a good test for us as, it, as it's our first scrimmage. And uh, we have, you know, six guys, seven guys with us right now uh, that are varsity guys. Um, as, as our kind of our squad's a little split uh, with, with uh, football. Um, but uh, we're looking forward to the season. Like I said, we return a lot of experience and uh, we've got, got a lot of guys that are, that are bought into what, what we're doing. So we're looking forward to it. Great. Good away. Swim season? Yeah, so this is my, this will be my third year also with the swim and dive program. Um, so our second year having diving since I've been the coach and Melissa Hudson's the coach of that team. Um, and Andrew Beckman is assistant coach once again um, for the swim and dive team. And we also, we had a very young team last year. We did lose a few senior boys. So we're still a little short on the number side on the boys, um, but we're you know having people join us every day from cross country as that season wraps up, um, which is really exciting. And our girls team is looking very strong this year. We had our first meet last Thursday at Rome High School um, where they you know were second place to Rome only by about 10 points. And Rome is a top um, team in our area. So that was really impressive. Um, we had a lot of um, one and two finishes on the girls' side. Um, and then we've had a lot of seniors come in this year, kind of first-year seniors on the team that have also made kind of immediate impacts as well. Um, so we're seeing a lot of really, really strong talent on the team. 
And so it's giving us a lot of confidence going into the rest of our season. Um, and on the dive side, we only have, really have one strong diver this year, but she's kind of has our eyes set for state. Um, and so we didn't have anybody at state last year, a rebuilding year for sure, um, with a lot of new freshmen, but I think we have a lot of realistic goals going into um, state championships this year. So it's really exciting. Great, great. So um, just to, to follow up, I think for some, some clarification for our listeners and uh, Coach McDermott, our wrestling coach, is, is not here uh, today. He's working with some, some students, but uh, wrestling and swim both have that dyna- that element of being a team sport and an individual sport at the same time. Um, can you talk a little bit about how, how was swimming organized in the state of Georgia? You say going to state. What does that mean? Are you competing just against other private school swimmers? What does that look like? Yeah, so so swimming looks a little bit different, especially in um, comparison to cross country, which has different state qualifying, although it's both kind of an individual um, and team sport as well. But with swimming, there are state standards for the state of Georgia, which is actually a very competitive swim state. If you look at kind of national swim standards Um, and students can make those qualifying times at any point in the season. In fact, we had um, a few swimmers just shy of some state times on Thursday night. Um, And so they can make it either individual cuts or relay cuts. And so we're kind of looking at both of those um, cuts for this year. And our state meet is the first weekend in February. And we will swim against single A through um, triple A teams in the area, both private and public. Um, And so you qualify individually, but when we're looking at kind of points per meet, um, your place you get in each individual event is assigned a point value. So overall, our team points add up, um, and that's how you decide winners of certain swim meets. So there's definitely an individual element. State qualifying um, is an individual element unless you're looking at relay teams. But as far as our um, meets we compete at, we are really looking at, okay, how do we strategically place swimmers in events to maximize our point potential? Um, And so we play second on Thursday night, um, beating Adairsville overall team points um, and then falling short of Rome by just a few points in the team overall standards. Um, and so there's a lot of people, you know, they think that swimming is just very individual, but our swimmers, they know they have to step up, swim events that they might not want to swim um, in order to get, get kind of team points overall. And so weighing that is very much um, kind of team focused, team oriented. And you, as you mentioned, when you get to that state level, you're really competing against teams from, from single A up to triple to A. Um, so um, I guess Daresville probably would fall into that category. A school like Rome, which is several classifications bigger than that, does not. So that gives you a lot of good preparation there to, to swim against those bigger schools. Yeah, for sure. So we actually, so we'll swim in the same meet time session as Rome, but the way they split up the points is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all, we'll see Rome at state, which is nice to have, you know, friendly faces on the pool deck. Um, but yeah, so we're really hopeful that we'll have a pretty good team going to state this year. We had my first year, we had one relay team make state. Um, but this year I think we'll see several other swimmers added to that as well. Great. Great. And then in basketball, a little bit different there. We play obviously in single A private school classification, uh, arguably, uh, one of the strongest, uh, in the state, um, you know, curious uh, about sort of what's the, the conversation out there about uh, the region and um, uh, the state level uh, in basketball this year. What are you, what are you guys hearing and uh, what are some things to look out for? Well, on the girls' side, our region is, is quite strong. We'll have the opportunity to play the, the team that's preseason number one in Class A. 
home and away. Hopefully we'll get a shot at them in the region tournament as well. And so we also in our schedule have um, four other games with teams that are preseason top 10 in different classifications. But Class A is, is, uh, is good, it really is. And there's several regions that, uh, that are, have been quite dominant uh, out of Atlanta. And so uh, we're excited to, to play those teams, see how we're doing, measure up, see if we're ready. Because our goal is obviously to compete for a region championship and then uh, do some damage in the state tournament. Now on the uh, on the boys side, I, you know, it's, it's very tough as well. Uh, we were we were preseason number eight uh, going into it this year. Uh, Darlington is, and um, you know, three other teams in our region are, are above us. Uh, and saying that the, the crossover region, when you talk about state playoffs, if you're fortunate to get there, you know, they're also ranked above us as well. So it's a it's a it's a very we're, we're blessed to kind of have that recognition at the same time like that doesn't mean anything to us going into it as we as we've got to compete and uh you know and our region is going to be extremely tough i mean you every night there's going to be a, a college basketball player on the floor uh every night that we play so in in preparation for that we've, we've tried to get a really strong uh, non-region schedule as we're, we're playing some ranked teams in different different classifications as well and, and trying to play some guys out of state and uh, just trying to get prepared for that, you know, that extensive schedule they're coming, looking ahead. Uh, and one thing, <clears throat> Coach Snow, you just mentioned that, um, so last year we lost the region tournament. That was sort of a, a COVID-19 uh, um, sort of a change of the schedule. Is the schedule back to its sort of traditional uh, form this year in terms of how teams qualify for the playoffs and things of that nature? Is that uh, is we kind of back to how things used to be there? Yeah, no, um, region tournament's back there. You know, it's back and, and it basically how it's going to be this year, which every region is different. But kind of what we decided on as a region moving forward, which I think uh, makes a difference when you look at your regular season, is, is the uh, first place team coming out of re regular season is going to host. Uh, the region tournament. Your play-in games are your, are your, um, you know, your your five six games, uh, three four games are your play-in games. They're going to be at the higher seed, and then like I said, whoever wins your region will host the final four, um, which it, which you know, in the past was all you know wasn't wasn't that way. Uh, it was uh, you know you voted on where you wanted to have it host. So technically, you weren't you could be the one seed playing at the, the two seeds location. Uh, which I guess if you're a two seed would be great for you, you know. But um, so this year, you know, the regular, there's a lot on the line when you talk about regular season games because uh, I think it's very, it, I mean, it's very beneficial to have that home court advantage uh, moving forward with that. Excellent. Uh, so kind of as we as we start to wind it down, um, I'd be curious if uh, you all would share with our, our listeners. Um, you know, if, if they were to attend a, a game or, or a swim meet, uh, what is one thing you would want them, one thing you'd want them to see or say uh, about your team uh, when they leave uh, that particular event that night? Um, Coach Hathaway, we'll start with you and swim team. Yeah, so like we're kind of going back to that conversation about, you know, team focus, you know, I would love for them to see that our team is not passive on the pool deck. You know, everybody's up cheering for each other, supporting each other. Um, really also in the pool wise, kind of on the athletic side, besides 
um, just kind of team support, looking at how our swimmers finish in that last, you know, um, 10 yards. That's something that we've really been emphasizing a lot in practice is, you know, getting your head down and then beating the person next to us in that last 10 yards. Um, and just kind of giving a shout out to one of our swimmers, sophomore Link Lignell did a great job at this on Thursday. Um, he was in a really competitive 50 freestyle. He put his head down and really just fought for that last um, finish into the wall and ended up placing third um, against some really good competition. And so that's something that we're really emphasizing are the little things, you know, getting in and out of the walls really well, um, getting off our blocks and having good breakouts. And so hopefully, you know, people come to our meets and they see not only a really a great team atmosphere, a team centered atmosphere, um, but also seeing our swimmers really doing the little things well that are going to kind of put them ahead um, of our competition. Great. I would say on the girls basketball side, is effort and defense. That's how we've been successful the past three, four, five years. And so what I would expect them to walk away with is that those girls get after it, whether that's diving on the floor, whether that's taking a charge, uh, whether that's uh, support from the bench in a team atmosphere. Uh, offense comes and goes. Sometimes you get hot, sometimes you're not. Uh, defense is what's going to help us win. It has in the past, and that's what we're counting on. So I expect them to walk away saying, uh, those girls get after it, especially on defense. Great. Good. Now, on the, on the boys' side, you know, we kind of hang our hat on being blue-collar. Uh, that's one thing I've appreciated as I've been here. One thing we talk about every day at practice is, you know, you got to go out there and get your hands dirty, uh, and you got to enjoy getting your hands dirty. So we want to – when guys come – you know, you come watch us play, uh, we want you to, to leave there saying, man, those guys play extremely hard. You know, same thing. We're going to win 50-50 balls. We're going to take charges. And we're really going to guard you for 94 feet in some capacity uh, for 32 minutes of the game. Uh, and I just think for us, that's, you know, us setting that tempo and setting that pace and putting a lot of pressure on you on the defensive end uh, is really what's helped us kind of wear teams down uh, and, and help us kind of have great second halves. Um, so when you come watch Darlington basketball, I just want to, I want to see, a, you know, a, a high intense, you know, very active game. And I want you to leave saying, man, those guys play extremely hard. So uh, that's one thing we hang our hat on. Excellent. Uh, so uh, we'll transition here a little bit of a, on the personal side for, for you all. Um, you know, you all competed uh, at the college level uh, in your playing days. Uh, would be curious to know uh, maybe one person who uh, has influenced your uh, coaching style, uh, coaching career, playing career, um, and maybe one just real quick sort of aspect of, of why they're so influential uh, to you, we'll we'll start. Uh, you ready? Can, sure. This is always a, this is always a tough <laughs> one to come up with a fast answer. So, Coach Snell, are you ready to go? I, I am. Okay. I, am. I would say it was my my JV and then varsity coach in high school. Uh, his name is Ken Jaffe, who's been in the independent school world and has retired recently up in the in the Washington area. And he was a hard nosed get after it kind of coach. And uh, I played, my freshman year played behind a guy that was uh, McDonald's All-American top 20 player in the country. He was 6'7", 220. I was 5'10", maybe 170. And he would beat me up on a regular basis and get me better. And uh, Coach Jaffe stood in a couple times when I, when I got a little bit too aggressive with that big guy trying to, trying to get better and uh, taught me how to play smart as well as play hard and, uh, and taught me about effort and, and getting after people defensively. So. Uh, I always remember Coach Jaffe for that one for saving me one time when I pushed a little too far and was about to uh, have my, my backside kicked. But uh, his, uh, his passion for the game 
and the way that he interacted with me taught me that he cared about me and he wanted me to be the best I could be. So that's what I would say. I guess it's my turn. <laughs> um, I, I would say there's probably two two guys that come to mind, especially when you talk about a quick answer. But uh, one, my high school coach played for a guy named Charles Burkett, uh, who I, I went to Sachs High School in Anniston, Alabama. He moved on and went to Hoover, was at Hoover for a long time, won their first state basketball championship. You know, we took us to the Final Four two years in a row, and now he's over at uh, Phoenix City, Alabama. Um, you know, Coach Burkett was just, I mean, he's hard-nosed. I mean, he was straight business, and, and, and there's only one way to do things. That's the right way, and it's 100, you know, 100% of the time. So he was, he was very, very tough on me on, as a player, uh, and he's very, you know, not critical, but critiques me now as a coach. We probably talk three, four times a week still, have a great relationship, um, usually, you know, go down and, and, and beat him a good bit in the summer and go on the golf course. And, and you know, I can say that because he's not here. <laughs> Uh, and the other guy I would say is a guy named Dennis Pilcher. I coached with Dennis, with Coach Pilcher there at, uh, at Iowa Central when I was coaching in college for four years. Coach Pilcher is in the Junior College Hall of Fame. You know, he won close to 900 games and, and uh, you know, the, the place was named after him. But one thing, I say one thing, but he really taught me, I guess, as a coach was, was you know, the attention to detail to the little things on the court. Um, you know, he, he was very, very good at, at developing guys and understanding the importance of, of just the little things uh, on, the, on the basketball court. Uh, and, and at the same time, you know, he, he was very influential because when I got there, I was a young, probably cocky kid at 23, 24 years old. And, and he told me, you know, you got all the recruiting, you got all the guards, and you're running the offense. You know, I'm a coach of defense, and, and I'm a coach basically who you bring in. And, and so I would build relationships with these guys and get them recruited and we'd bring them in and he would just break them down, you know, and develop young men out of them. So I've always enjoyed just to see the process of, of how he, one, just developed kids on and off the floor and then his attention to detail, you know, on the, on the basketball court. And it's, it's always made an impact on me. Yeah, and um, for me, so I would definitely think back to, I had two really, really good club coaches when I swam. Um, in high school. So a lot of people don't know I didn't start swimming until I was in eighth grade, um, which is in the swimming world a little bit like late. A lot of people have been swimming, you know, since they're, you know, five, six years old competitively. Um, but I didn't start competitively swimming until um, eighth grade and really got serious, um, you know, in ninth, tenth grade. Um, but I had two coaches, one of them, Michael Stewart, um, the other, Jeff Pishko. Um, I believe Jeff Pishko is uh, coaching at Bowl School in Florida now and um, Michael Stewart, I believe, is still in the Charleston area. And um, both of them really kind of um, invested in me as an athlete a lot. And the thing that I really appreciate about both of them is that they were really good at build, about building the team side and building kind of the relational side um, of the sport. So, I mean, competitive swimming, um, doing a year-round program, you have two weeks off the entire year. You know, you have two weeks in August and the rest of the time you're swimming twice a day with the same group of people. Um, and so they just kind of showed genuine care and like me as an athlete, um, built those relationships with you know our, our team and made it a really fun and welcoming, supportive place um, to come and grow, especially since me, like as someone who was kind of new to competitive swimming, um, you know, trying to jump in with the people who've been swimming for so long. 
um, made me feel like I had a lot of potential and I could really um, grow as an athlete. And then on kind of the athletic side, I mean, we had very tough workouts. There was no cutting corners. Um, it was very much a culture of hard work pays off. If you want to be good, you have to be the one um, to do the work. And so both of those coaches were really kind of influential in shaping not only, you know, how do I build relationships with my swimmers, um, build a positive team environment, um, but also, you know, how do I kind of hold them to a high standard? How do I um, create a good work ethic and, you know, um, push them, you know, let them know that they are allowed, you know, and they can do hard things. Um, and so I really credit a lot of my um, coaching and even some of the sets I give them um, to those two coaches that I had. Great. Excellent. Well, I think that uh, hopefully our, our listeners uh, have gotten a, a good picture uh, today of, of really what they see when they uh, attend a game or, or a meet uh, or a match is is reflective of the of the work and the effort that our, our students and our coaches put in, not just during the season, uh, but but really throughout the, the course of the year. And uh, we're really proud of that and proud of the effort. Um, the expectations that these coaches have and that the, the standard that the, our student athletes uh, strive to meet. So um, as we close, um, let's give our, our, uh, our listeners something to, uh, to think about. So the rumpus weekend basketball game is a must, must see, must attend event. Um, so you guys can't pick that one. So, but other than the rumpus games, what is a, a game or meet that you would recommend our listeners uh, try to make the effort to come see or, or jump on the live stream, which you can do, um, come out to the pool deck. Uh, Coach Janelle, we'll, we'll, we'll start with you again. I, I think in light of our, our switch to Class A and losing some of the local rivalry games that we have here, for me, one of the highlights, and I think it, it is for the girls, is the Christmas tournament that, that we play. And this year, hosted at a local high school and then the championships at Barry College. And for me, that's our opportunity to show folks in the community who we are, what we're about as a program, as a school, uh, as, as young ladies and women. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, would, I would point to that, uh, which is in the middle of December. And Coach, you may have the exact dates. I want to say maybe the 17th? 15th through the uh, 18th. OK, OK. And that's the Rotary Holiday Tournament? That, that is. The opening rounds at our Mercy High School and then the championship being at, at Barry College. And I know, speaking for Coach, I think we both uh, are planning on being in that final game. Uh, at least that is our goal. Great. No, I, uh, no yes. Um, Obviously, I think that's very important for us, and I guess I can't take that one or a rumpus, so it's limited. <laughs> but, uh, no, I would say, you know, if you really want to see some good quality basketball on both sides of the floor, I mean, any region game that we play, uh, our league's full of not only talented players but talented coaches. I mean, we have some – and we're kind of a close-knit group as we talk throughout the season and, and just talk basketball. And, and we've met in the off season to talk hoops, not to – I mean, just kind of – it's almost like a little, I don't know what you call the coaching world, fraternity in a sense. That, um, but, but I think if you want to see good basketball where you have some, some good players, uh, you know, good athletes, you know, good basketball talent, as well as just well-coached teams, any region game um, in the second semester is one not to miss. And, and like I said, you're going to see a college, you're going to see college players on the court, uh, any of those games, as, as every team has college recruitable and college offered guys. Great. 
Yeah, and I would say for us, um, I would like to next semester with our January 6th meet, which is our senior night. Um, once again, maybe opening Rumpus Weekend, right? Maybe we'll make the swim team um, senior night meet part of the Rumpus Weekend. Who knows? Um, but I by that point... Interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll Energy see. on the pool deck, not a problem. Yeah, we'll get some... Um, <laughs> Some schemes going on that one. Um, but no, so by that point of the season, even though we've kind of started our competition right now and we'll um, have our next meet on November 18th, but I would still kind of think of us as very early in the season. Mm -hmm. um, we still have people joining us. Um, in fact, we had two swimmers come out yesterday um, for the first time. And like I said, we have a few coming over from cross country. Um, so it'll probably be a few more weeks until we really start to have um, our set roster and by January, we'll have a few meets behind us. All of our kind of new swimmers will know kind of the routines by that point. Um, and so by January, that's when we're really starting to pay attention to making those state cuts, um, moving around relays, um, finding you know, that pattern with relays. And so it should be some really, really good swimming in January. All right, great. We'll mark the calendars. And uh, thank you all for being on today's podcast. And of course, uh, best of luck. Uh, this season, we're we're all looking forward to it, and uh, and go Tigers uh, as we uh, kick off the winter season here uh, at Darlington. Uh, we're glad that you tuned in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts, and please don't forget to subscribe. Uh, you can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org uh, backslash podcast. And if you have questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, please send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.